It's happening, readers. We have heard that you want paperbacks from our tailored book recommendation service called TBR. And I'm delighted to let you know that we're going to be in sync with your request. That's right. We're bringing paperbacks. Whether you hate carrying around bulky hardcovers, you're on a budget, you want a wider range of recommendations, or all of the above, now you can get a paperback subscription from TBR curated just for you by one of our bibliologists. Get all the details at mytbr.co. That's mytbr.co. We're bringing paperbacks. You're listening to All the Backlist a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 115, and today I'm going to talk about a couple great backlist titles. So hello. It is officially fall. I mean, like, on the calendar as well as it's really cold here. I don't feel like we got a lot of hot weather this year. Like, this was definitely the latest we waited to put in our air conditioner and the earliest we removed it. So, like, where was the warm weather? Although, I can't complain too much because now it's nice hammock weather. Uh, I have a hammock up in the attic, and it gets too hot up there in the summer, but now it's, like, perfect. And reading a book in a hammock, whew, I highly recommend it if you can do it. So, I am excited about fall. Uh, I have a couple of great books that make me think of fall. I don't know why. They just give me that fall feeling. Uh, Before that, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. It's happening, readers. We have heard that you want paperbacks from our tailored book recommendation service called TBR. And I am delighted to let you know that we're going to be in sync with your request. That's right. We're bringing paperbacks. Whether you hate carrying around bulky hardcovers, you're on a budget, you want a wider range of recommendations, or all of the above, now you can get a paperback subscription from TBR curated just for you by one of our bibliologists. Get all the details at mytbr.co. That's mytbr.co. We're bringing paperbacks. Okay, so I guess like, this first one definitely makes me feel like fall. Uh, it is A Prayer for Owen Meany by John Irving. Um, absolute classic. I'm sure I've talked about it before. I'm going to talk about it again today because I love this book. And it takes place in New England, which is very, very fall. Even in the summer, it's very fall. Uh, and so uh, you might know John Irving. He's written like a zillion books. Um, this is my favorite of his. Most definitely. Um... And he's like he's a New Hampshire guy, uh, you know, so not that far away. He grew up in Exeter, New Hampshire. He went to Phillips Exeter Academy, where lots and lots and lots of very famous people have gone, like Roxanne Gay and Dan Brown and like a million other people. Um, you might not know this, or perhaps I've already told you this on the show before, but uh, a young gentleman by the name of Wynn Butler attended Phillips Exeter Academy when he was a teen, and there was a giant arcade fire in the town when he was attending, and so he named his band. I'll give you three guesses. That's right. Wynn Butler from Arcade Fire. Is, the, the band is actually named after the arcade fire in Exeter, New Hampshire, when he was going to school there, which is pretty cool. you think he'd come and visit, but he doesn't. Same for John Irving. He does not visit very often. I think I've seen him once in all my years, um, but that's okay. But like I was saying, this is most definitely my favorite John Irving book. Uh, it came out in 1989. I was in eighth grade. 
I read it. I think I was, like, the first person at the library to read it, which was, you know, I was spoiled because my mom was a librarian, so I did grab it. I had read some of his other books previous to that, uh, just that year, I think. I started reading him in eighth grade. Um, and my favorite, I have to say, I've read every single book that he has published since 1989, which is, like, nine or ten or something. There's one coming next year called Darkness as a Bride. I don't know anything else about it. I can't find any listing. Just I just know it's coming. Um, I just I have not enjoyed a John Irving book, really, since Owen Meany. I think it, like, broke me. Um, it's just so good. So it's narrated by a guy named John. Uh, it's set in two parts. Um, there's the present day, in which John is an expat in Canada. And then there's also... Uh, John growing up in New Hampshire in the 1950s and the 1960s with his best friend, Owen Meany. Owen Meany is an unusual boy. He is very small in stature. He does not grow uh, much bigger than, than like, a, a young child. Uh, he has damaged vocal cords, which make him talk very high and very loud. So all of Owen's dialogue in the book is in caps. Basically, like, Owen was tweeting in this book, like, before Twitter was invented. Um, but it's, it, you know, so you always know when Owen's talking, and it's really funny. Um, so they're, like, best buds, John and Owen, and he, Owen has a strange relationship with his parents. He prefers John's mom. Uh, John doesn't know who his father is, and his mom refuses to tell him, but she does get remarried. There's a wedding. They love his stepfather. Everything's great. Um, Owen is very special. It's, it's obvious from the beginning that he is amazingly insightful and smart. Uh, and they are on the baseball team together, John and Owen. And then one day, Owen hits a foul ball that goes off into the stands and strikes John's mom and kills her. Uh, so this is a horrible, horrible thing for Owen. But John is actually very forgiving. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't his fault. He knows that Owen didn't do it on purpose. Um, and so they can move past that and continue to be friends. And Owen also has a feeling, he starts saying that he is God's instrument. He is having visions of his future. He is having visions of his tombstone. He feels like, you know, he is working through, like God is working through him. He thinks that he has a special purpose, which becomes more and more apparent, like what he's talking about as the book goes on and they move into the turbulent 1960s and the Vietnam War and everything. Uh, it's so good. I have not read it for several years. I think I read it like three or four years ago. And I'm kind of worried about reading it again. Not that it won't hold up, because I think it'll definitely hold up. But, like, the further out we get, like, the more outdated language is in a lot of books. And the more I'm worried, I'd be like, ugh, cringing. But also, I don't know, maybe not. It's so good. I should probably just pick it up and read it again. Um, but it's just, it just makes me think of fall. And it's just such a wonderful book. Um, and, you know, it's actually, like, one of his least shocking novels from the 20th century. Um, I probably told you this story, too, but I, I do remember, like, reading a John Irving novel in eighth grade. I was sitting in study hall, and per usual, I was reading a book, and everyone else was standing up and talking. Uh, and I just remember, like, sitting there reading. I think it was Setting Free the Bears and being like, I can't believe I'm reading this in school and like looking around being like, does anyone actually know what I'm reading right now? Because it was quite risque um, and strange. Like his books are so strange, but it's great. 
So you may be familiar with the movie adaptation of A Prayer for Owen Meany. Uh, it actually was made into a film called Simon Birch. And the focus was to be on John and Owen's younger years. Uh, just the parts with them when they were small. Um, but it didn't go very well. And John Irving thought that the movie was so bad that he had his name removed from it. Uh, because he just he thought it was terrible. And I watched it and I would not say it's very good. Um, but I don't know, you know, people like different things. Uh, but it's not a good sign when the author asks for his name to be removed from something. Um, but So that is A Prayer for Owen Meany by John Irving. Now, my next pick is in paperback now. Uh, I think Rebecca talked about it on the show a few weeks ago. I'm going to talk about it again. I think I talked about it when it came out. I love this book. You know, I've said it once before, but it bears repeating. You know, ah. Anyway, it is My Sister the Serial Killer by Oyekan Braithwaite. Uh, and it is set in Nigeria. It's about two sisters. There's Koride, who is a nurse, and she has a younger sister named Ayula. Now, Ayula is ridiculously beautiful, just like absolutely stunning. Men fall at her feet, like sometimes literally because she has murdered them. That's right, Ayula has a problem where she kills her boyfriends. Uh, she has now, at the beginning of the book, murdered her third. Uh, she killed another boyfriend. And she calls her sister Karide because Karide is her older sister and she's smart and she takes good care of her. Uh, and she comes and helps Ayula dispose of the body and clean up the crime scene. And mostly, like, actually, Karide ends up doing all of the work. Um, you know, Ayula says that she kills them accidentally, that it's always in self-defense, uh, and Karide feels very protective of her. Uh, growing up, her, their father was a tyrant. He was a horrible man, very abusive, and tried to use Ayula basically as a transaction, um, dangled her in front of some powerful men, and she's kind of like a helpless kitten, a homicidal helpless kitten. And so Karide feels bad for her. Um, now, Karide herself is not conventionally beautiful. She's not outgoing. She's quite shy. Like I said, she works as a nurse at the hospital. Um, but she is in love with a doctor there. She hasn't told him that because, again, she's shy. But there's a doctor who works with her that she is in love with. But then one day, Ayulas drops by the hospital to say hello to Karide, and she meets this doctor. And after her sister leaves, the doctor asks Karide for Ayula's phone number. So she's devastated. Karide is devastated. And also a little concerned because if she gives him Ayula's phone number, what's going to become of him? But, you know, she, she does. She feels like she has a duty, you know, to he, he asked her for it. So she gives him the, uh, Ayula's number and they start dating. And so now she's like sort of worried because should she tell him that Ayula has offed her last few boyfriends? Or, you know, is Ayula going to get in trouble? Is he going to break up with her? She doesn't know what to do. Um, so that it kind of, like, plays itself out. And it's fantastic. Um, it's, a, it's a dark comedy. And really, it's about the treatment of women in Nigeria, the treatment of women all over the world. It's about beauty standards. You know, Ayula has looks that could kill, like, literally. Uh, it's such a smart, nasty little gut punch of a book. I cannot wait to see what she does next. It is My Sister the Serial Killer by Oyakon Braithwaite. And for today's Dealer's Choice, I think I'm going to reread The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern. 
Uh, I had the opportunity to interview her last week at NEBA, and I wanted to reread it before the interview. I did not get a chance. Uh, I have I read The Starless Sea again uh, to ask her about that, because that's her book that's coming out. And so I thought, like, Night Circus would be like relaxing. Another fabulous sort of fall book uh, to check out. So if you haven't read The Night Circus, it's really fun. If you like uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell by Susanna Clark, or hmm, I think that's a good, I think that's a really good comp. I'm going to stop there. Um, it's just really fun. So that is The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern. And that is it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you to our sponsor. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. If you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Maria Cristina Garcia Lynch to tell you about the week's great new releases. Patricia will be back next week with some great backlist for you. I will be back with the special AMA episode sometime here in the next week or so. So all kinds of exciting stuff going on. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.